Hey guys, we got a really cool episode today, but I gotta make it perfectly clear. We are not financial advisors and we are not trying to give you financial advice. We're just having a conversation. Hey, welcome back. This is Happening Now, and I'm your host, Hammer. Today, we're going to be talking about money, something we all want, and we're going to tell you how to make it quick. Right, Tori? We are. Uh, I think it's make a, a really good topic to understand what money really is. I mean, everybody wants it, right? Uh, not everybody has it. But money in itself doesn't make money. You have to invest. You have to understand money. And money has to have value for goods and services. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, as well as perhaps we might get into Bitcoin and what that whole uh, scenario is, electronic money and investing. So that's where we want to hit today. You know what, Troy? We have uh, somebody here that's very good at making money. Uh, he's done it in a lot of different ways. Uh, he's a good friend of ours. His name is Duffy. He's done everything from pool repair to uh, being on the Orange County Housewives. <laughs> so this guy's done it all. Duffy, what's happening? I wish I could monetize that, but you can't because I'm not a housewife. But let me tell you, the important thing with money is, A, you have to respect your money. And I think all of us were raised with parents that were a little more conservative than we are. We tend to spend it. And I had a really dear friend of mine tell me that income is the most renewable resource ever. And I thought about that statement. It's like, is it renewable? Yeah, you go to work and you make your money, but what are you doing with your money to make it renewable? And that's, that's what we need to talk about today. I think most of the people out there, they get their paycheck, they buy the fancy car, they pay for the apartment or the house or whatever. They go out to dinner. They burn through it. They don't utilize their money the way it needs to be. Well, that's very true, Hammer. In fact, uh, I think if you looked at the statistics, you'd find that probably 30% of the United States lives paycheck to paycheck. You know, it's, it's what comes in is what you spend and that's all you've got. You always tell people, you know, you have to save. And I tell my kids, I've got two 20 something year old kids and it's like, start saving now. If even if you're bussing tables, put a couple bucks in the bank, don't touch it, let it sit. And it's amazing how fast that can grow. And that's what we're talking about, letting your money work for itself. And Duffy, we were talking about a little bit before we started about where currency started and, and what it really means to be currency. Duffy, what, give us a little background on what you know about that. Well, I mean, basically anything in our society has to be monetized some way. And, and back in the day, I, I don't even know how far back. I mean, they came up with the coin. Uh, we, we discussed whether the Chinese came up with it or whether the Romans did. It doesn't matter what I think, I think it was the Egyptians. Or Egyptians, even better. Because look at how well they're doing now. So anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank heavens for oil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. But no, seriously, it doesn't matter where it came from. It's where it's at. Today, uh, things are rapidly changing so quickly that the smartest people in the room, I'm talking the Buffets, I'm talking about you know, the Gates, I'm talking about Mr. Elon Musk, our, our favorite madman with money. Uh, things are changing so quickly, it, it's, it's really hard to put a finger on what's the right answer, but I'll tell you what the right answer is. If you have a dollar, you want to put 30 cents away if you can. And I know it sounds ridiculous. Like, how could I pay my bills if I have to put 30 cents away? Well, start with a nickel, go to a dime, figure it out. 
you know. And that's setting up a budget, right? I mean, you have, it sounds again, kind of silly in today's world, but if you're making a dollar and you want to put 30 cents away, then don't spend a dollar 10 every week, you know, or whatever that is. How many people actually budget at their household? I mean, none of the kids do, okay? I was always down to my last dollar or 10 cents by the time the next check was coming in the door before I figured it out, right? Well, I'll tell you my answer to that being a father and with, with kids too, and I watch their spending habits and I'm still a daddy, whether they're 20, 30, 40, it doesn't matter. Uh, we need to help these guys pump the brakes a little bit and move money in a different direction, make it work for you. And that's the premise of this conversation, make it work for you. How do you do that? Yeah. And I think part of that discussion is you want the kids always to do better than their parents. I mean, that's kind of like this, uh, watershed, uh, of, of how you're, when you grow up, you should always do better than your parents, you know, get, a, get ahead further than they did. And definitely since we're talking about that, let's talk about kids. And when we say kids, you know, we're talking what 15 to early twenties, whatever it might be right. where my kids are, um, investing, um, a dollar in itself doesn't make any money unless you do something with that dollar. You either have to invest it, you have to buy something, you have to trade, whatever it is. It, it doesn't have value sitting in your pocket as a dollar. So there are a lot of resources out there now, such as Fidelity. Uh, there's a lot of them, and you can probably tell me a lot more off the top of, my, off of your head. But Fidelity, you can go online, open a Fidelity account, and start investing. You don't have to worry about uh, a money manager or somebody really trying to take your money from you. It's super simple. It's inexpensive. I have a Fidelity account. I got my daughter who just turned 26. Uh, about two years ago, she opened a Fidelity account. She's like, well, how does this work? And and then she really got into it. She's asking people at, at work, well, what do you invest in? What, what kind of stocks do you have? A lot of these younger kids are day traders or they want to be, they want to make a quick buck. But she put money in there. I think she put like $15,000 in. She made 15000 She took it out, left her principal, and she's like, woohoo. Now, what she didn't understand is you got to pay taxes on those profits, but that's another topic altogether. Uh -huh. But but I think you have that same experience, Duff. Yeah, and that's that's the problem with investing. It's, there's a, it's like a smoke and mirrors game. You think, oh, I've made this money, but you can't act on that money. That money needs to stay in the pot. You can move it around, but you can't spend it, and that's called saving. So... If you put, like Hammer said, I, I put money in the bank. You know what? That doesn't work anymore. The bank doesn't pay anything. Uh, in fact, they'll probably charge you yeah, to, to park money, money in there. Yeah, so right. it's kind of reverse. And it's very complicated. There are simple uh, opportunities that anyone can get into without brain work. They're called ETFs. It's basically, you know, an exchange traded fund. It's very similar to a mutual fund, except for it's more specific. You can actually say, I, I want to concentrate on tech stocks. I want to concentrate on electric car companies. That's something that the three of us always talk about. It's like, what are you doing? Like, and that's another thing. Talk about it. Talk about it. I mean, things happen. If you have your ear on the street, you're going to pick up some great ideas. If you pay attention to trends, it's, you know, the opportunities are just right in front of you. And if it, you don't. It's changing every day. Like you said, you got to have your ear to the street. There's something new and exciting that happens every day. Look at these brilliant people like Elon Musk. This guy has everything he's touched has turned to gold, right? He just bought a billion dollars. 1.5. 1.5 billion dollars worth of what? Bitcoin, baby. <laughs>
And if he's doing it, there must be something to it. And that was a bit of a disruptor, right? I mean, that kind of set the whole market uh, flopping around. Uh, but that brings up another good question. It's like, what do you invest in? Do you invest in just what you know? Do you invest in what your neighbor tells you or what your your boss tells you? Um, recently, you know, yeah, about a year and a half yes, ago. Yes, yes and yes, yeah, right? <laughs> about, about a year and a half ago, I'm looking at uh, who is going to be coming out ahead in this pandemic. Well, you would think a Pfizer would be, you'd think a Johnson & Johnson would be. I didn't know Moderna at the time, but I picked about five different med stocks, health stocks, that I thought were going to go off. And I did well on two and I did poorly on two others. But ditto. that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Absolutely ditto. And I, I did the same thing. I, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out trends and things like that. Just pay attention to what's going on in the world, what's important. Well, let me ask you guys, you know, people are scared of that risk. Because what you just talked about, Troy, is a risk. You did great on two. You didn't do so well on two. You probably came out ahead. But I think these people are going, okay, well, I have whatever amount of money that is. Let's say $10,000. It's in the bank, and I know it's there. It's safe, right? Well, okay, so let's talk about how do you mitigate risk, okay? So obviously, if you have a dollar, you're not going to invest a dollar ten. okay? That's risky. That a lot of people think the margins, and a margin is basically if I put $100,000 in with my stock brokerage, they actually will allow that to be about one hundred dollars or $180,000. And as a fool, to rush in and think, oh, this is a for sure thing, is, is the, it's erroneous, you shouldn't do that. Be conservative and live within your means of loss. If you're willing to lose ten grand on something, then take the risk. Otherwise, don't do it. Well, and that also harkens back to where you are in your life, right? And like we were talking about the younger kids, they can be a little more aggressive uh, as you're getting older. And that's your that's what you've got to live on for the rest of your life. You want to be a little more conservative, obviously. Um, and I think like treasury bonds, you, you can probably speak to that uh, a little bit more, Duffy, but uh, treasury bonds are very safe, right? They're AAA rated, they're government backed. Is that true? Yeah, but they're not, they're not fun. And they're not exciting. I hate to make it sound like <laughs> You know, if I'm I'm going to risk, okay, my portfolio, for example, I will put 30% of that portfolio into a high risk area, okay? And I put maybe 10 or 15% into a bond. In fact, I just pulled out of bonds and I, I knee jerked. I, I could have picked up a couple of points, but it doesn't matter. The, the money that I put that money into made more than enough and I'm following trends. I'm like hammer, ear on the street, pay attention ask questions. Don't be afraid to talk to older people that actually have an idea of what's going on in the world. But don't talk to an older person about Bitcoin or anything <laughs> else. I mean, it's, 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 like, it's like the wild, wild west right now of finances. And I think there's a huge opportunity. And if you want to make it simple, you just follow the big dogs. And that's the simple investment portfolio. Well, simple, simple. I think that Bitcoin thing makes a lot of sense because let's look at this. Uh, you know, all of our parents always carried uh, lots of cash, right? And now we carry credit cards and not so much cash. The caveman carried rocks and rubles, and it's going to go to the to that way to technology. I, I think that in twenty years there will be no cash. Period. No, we might even see that with the Gen X and Gen Ys right now, right? As they're coming up, and they are the ones who are on their phones all the time with their TikToks and their, you know, all the social media. 
And I think they get a little bit their blinders on to what their money's doing. And it's doing nothing, like you said, uh, sitting in the bank. I mean, if you've got a savings account making more than 1%, good for you. I mean, that's probably the max you're going to get out of a savings account. Yeah. So credit uh, they need to look ahead at what what's going Technology is really kicking. Healthcare is always going to be there as our... As our uh, our uh, population is aging. That's always going to be a good thing. Even art, uh, you, you can invest in art. You don't have to buy a big painting, but you can co-buy and invest in, in you know, major works of art and things like that. So there's a lot of, lot of options. Well, you know, speaking about art, you know, FNTs are huge right now, especially in the sports world, and that's digitalized art. And yeah. it's kind of like trading baseball cards, but it's, it's digital, just like this money, and that's where everything's going. Well, I, and I do know a little bit about that because I am, uh, I have very, very good friends in the art business. And I'm, so here, here's the stitch. Basically, uh, you have an artist who made this wonderful piece and it's a one of one. It's like $30,000. Okay. One person can buy it and that's the end of it. If all he had to do is digitize that art and he could sell it to the masses for a nickel a piece and make far more money, like Grimes went out and created this digital masterpiece, which is, you know, junk, but she made what, six, $7 million on that one piece. So again, it's a, it's a matter of status. If, if, if you're no one, you can actually sell in that base, but I think they're going to build and build and build on that, that for all of us, there won't be a single original piece of art in your house. It's going to be digital and you own that piece. You can do whatever you want with it. It's really interesting, but again, try to get the artist online with it. I mean, this is a slow mo slow move, I think, for everybody. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but back in the day, people would collect stamps, collect baseball cards, you know, uh, Pokemon, whatever. You know, that's what people do. And I think this is going to be one of those trends. Yeah. And I do think it's going to be here. It's here to stay. And then moving forward to that, just let's talk about digital currency, period. I mean, obviously... You have Canada has one of the first exchanges now that's actually you can buy a digital currency exchange in Canada. You can't do that in the United States and you can't do it in Europe yet. So those are the early trends that it's going to move in that direction. So, you know, the question is like, when do you want to jump in and, and take part of it? It is a risk. Okay. But so far over what digital currency has been, you know, maybe six, seven years old now, I think or maybe a little bit longer, but it's really caught on. And you've got a big dog like Elon dumping a billion and a half dollars into that so he can actually, you know, sell his cars with digital currency. That's, that's, that's the kind of push that you need. And obviously it's reflected in the, the uh, value of the, of the product. Yeah, definitely. Let me, let me ask you a question in, the, in regards to that, because I'm not invested in any kind of cryptocurrency. I'm just not familiar enough with it. I've been to a seminar about it. I kind of understand it, but I guess I'm old enough to still like, you know, greenbacks in my pocket. Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency in itself isn't worth anything until somebody, or you don't make money on that until somebody else buys it for more. I mean, that's kind of a, how I relate that. In fact, Warren Buffett said something to the effect of a Bitcoin is very similar to a check. It symbolizes funds or it symbolizes something of value, but is a check itself worth anything? And I kind of look at Bitcoin that way. Convince me otherwise. Okay. Well, it's not a lot of convincing to do. I think what's happening is you're more of a tangible person. So the greenbacks in your pocket answers that question. That's how you understand money. And I think what's coming up 
you know, beyond our years, our younger people, they don't really care about the greenbacks in their pocket. They look at digits the same way we look at stacks of hundreds, okay? So we could all be, you know, throwing money around, like literally, physically, as in, you know, shooting, what do you call it? You're spraying the crowd with hundreds or whatever. That's tangible. Uh, making it rain. Yeah, making it rain. Make it, <laughs> make it rain. So you can make it rain digitally and it doesn't feel the same. So there has to be this this change up of mentality, how we think about money. What's tangible to you? Do I have to touch it, feel it, smell it to make it valuable? Or is it really just a digital asset? And that's that's where it's gonna be. I mean, it's happening now. And, and I guess the, the best part that I see of that whole thing is that it seems to be safer. There are more safeguards with it. It's decentralized. You don't have the government saying, you know, how you can move your money around. I, I guess that kind of is a big bonus for the whole cryptocurrency uh, arena. Well, the whole the whole greenback thing is the big banks, the bad guys, the guys that always get billed out of all the problems that they create are going to hate this because Better get they a can't shovel control for it. this. <laughs> What? We better get a shovel. Yeah. Because yeah. someone's getting buried and hammer, it ain't us. Hammer disappeared. What happened? But that's that's the deal. The banks are, are hate this idea. They can't they want to control the situation. They've been controlling it forever. And I think uh, everybody's tired of it. And that's what really is gonna change this whole thing. And that's what's gonna make this this kind of currency if Ethereum, uh, Bitcoin, what have you. I mean, how far has Ethereum come in the last six months? Duffy. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Ethereum uh, has, it's a darling of digital coin. Okay. Everybody knows about Bitcoin and everyone's heard about Dogecoin because of who? Elon Musk. But Ethereum is a good solid, uh, it's a reproducing coin in my, all right. So Bitcoin itself is, there's only so many Bitcoin. Okay. The newest coins that are coming out are renewable energy type coins. It's like they, they create value, but they they will add more to the pot as demand asks for it. So you're not gonna get the, the spikes, you're not gonna get the valleys, but it also is open for more people to get involved. So I think if I were looking at my personal portfolio, what would I be putting my money into? I'd probably be looking at not the number one, not the number two, but I'm gonna look at the guys that chase the tails of the big dogs. Let the big dogs take all the risk, guys. We're, we're not out here to like pour money down the drain. We're here to like take advantage of a situation, ride that magic carpet. And I think all of us are gonna rise up together as this becomes more accepted. And especially with regulations, cause you know, the government can't keep their hands out of anything to do with money. They have to have a part of it. We understand that, especially in the EU, I think that's gonna be the hardest market to crack because there's so many fragments to the eu and so many countries and banking and well, regulations yeah, they got the deutschmark and you know all the different you know uh the pound and, and they've got a lot of different valuations there uh, one thing that i was concerned about with bitcoin is legality of it obviously in the united states it's legal not a problem but from what i understand the second largest economy or perhaps the largest we're not sure right now is china china has basically made uh cryptocurrency illegal so how is that going to work on a global basis? But I'll tell you why they did that. Because the banks in China control everything, right? Because that's controlled by the government. Well, they control everything in China and they manipulate their currency. And this is actually going to create a situation where they have to be held accountable to a digital currency, which the they, can't, media. they can't F yeah. with that. Yeah. They just can't. 
So I think ultimately, as the world goes on, and probably beyond our years, I hate to say that, but you know, this is going to be the only way of commerce, and it'll be safe, secure, hopefully, uh, commerce. And there's always going to be fraud in the world, and we just have to be aware of that. But there's so many avenues right now, and so many great opportunities, and it's all digital. And if you don't embrace that today, you you don't have to, but you're not going to take advantage of yeah, the wild wild sense. west. I, right. I'm a little worried about that comment, Duffy. I, I thought you were going to live forever. Yeah, well, you know, I'm trying. <laughs> if I make enough money, I might be able to live forever. So hey, there is incentive. A little right more there. Botox, and we'll just stay right there. Come on, honey. Botox. <laughs> I mean, they got enough things going on right now; they can start replacing things pretty quick. So, so what do we use for? I guess you don't need a a basis of what that value is behind. Again, I'm being old school, but sure. you know, we have the gold standard, right? For our dollars, but which by the way, the money is very anymore. filthy and dirty. Gold standard is gone. It's gone. Well, it's like, so what do we use? We like, use the government look at printing gold. money. I think gold is probably still in the 1800s. I'll look it up, but you know what? Uh, that's the thing. I mean, right now, uh, okay, let's, let's, let's back this up a little bit and let's talk about what we've all been living through the pandemic. Okay. This is changing just everything. And I, I'm not going to like feed into the pandemic. It is what it is. It's a global situation. So the opportunity right now to make changes like this, it's happening right now. So am I going to run out and let's say I have a portfolio, let's say I have $50,000 to invest and I'm not going to run out and put $50,000 into Bitcoin, but I will put five. Okay. If I had a million dollars, I put 50,000 into it as a hedge. You have to balance your portfolio and you can go to a manager to do that. And, and that's great. They do a great job. I'm, I'm happy with my Merrill Lynch manager. Um, I'll give him a shout out, but I divided my funds with him. I go, look, I'm going to take half my money and I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to give you half and we'll see who wins. And the truth is I win, but I also lose big sometimes. And he's very consistent. I might get, Creepy crawlies, two, three percent, but it adds up over time. So better than a savings account. Well, it's like it's like going to Vegas. Don't expect to win. Go yeah, no, have a good you, time. You expect to lose. <laughs> yeah. Have a good time yeah. and be prepared to lose your money. Free so. cocktails while you're while you're gambling. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. No, the trick to Vegas is that allotment that you said that five hundred bucks that you're going to spend when when you've blown that. Don't go get another five hundred bucks. Yeah, that's the trick. If, to play. Well, the if only you place stop. you'll find a vending machine that'll pop out hundred dollar bills up to about two grand is in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> All day, every day. Yeah, minimum five hundred dollars. Well, there you go. Yep. <laughs> they but, didn't build those palaces with not making money. Yeah, and that's that. Vegas is going to change too. I mean, it's all everything's going to change. I mean, the fact that we were talking about this early in the office, we all used to walk around with you know a couple hundred bucks, or whatever, whatever you need. I, I have to re remember to put dollar bills in my pocket in case I've run into a valet situation and I'm like, oh crap, I don't even have five bucks in my pocket. So this is, this is going to be like that for everybody sooner or later. Now, you bring up a really good point with the way, with the pandemic. I mean, everybody was already shopping online, but now it's just like, you know, that's the what you do. I'm not pulling money out of my pocket when I shop online. It's a credit card. Sure. But that's still not... A dollar bill, right? And that's, yeah. that's very similar to a crypt, uh, crypto coin. It's like we can do whatever. That that's a whole nother whole nother uh, podcast. But uh, brick and mortar is dying if it's not yeah. dead. Yeah. Ironically, okay. So I can speak a little bit of brick and mortar uh, because I have an association in business with uh, 
a surfwear company called Olakai and they have Keenan sunglasses. And these guys are down maybe 15% and they, but they hold their numbers. Like the thing is they're not a discount retailer. So on one hand, the discount retailers are getting cleaned out by Amazon. There's nothing there for them. There's those, those $5 stores or those $10, or $20 item stores, they're gone. But people still like the tactile experience of shop, of shopping. It's true. And so not everybody's a 20 something. Okay. In fact, quite honestly, we're a majority. We're the baby boomers. Call us boomers, call us what you want, but never in time and history before it has been more people in the same group or age group that still appreciate tactile experiences. They like the taste or excuse me, they smell of a new car. They like, yeah, yeah, you know, I was just going to bring like that these up. new news guy. Yeah. The new way is like, well, I don't need to own a car. If I need one, I'll just, you know, you use a ride share. Or I'll do this. So. All three yeah, of us. But I got a taste of the yeah. Duffy, the last, I'm going to guess five, 10 cars that I've bought. Um, and I'm talking about my classics. I'm talking about my daily drivers. Not once did I go to a dealership. I just bought it online. That's what I was just going to say. You know, that yeah. we've gone to that now. You can buy cars. I've, I've yeah. had uh, some of my real estate clients buy without ever seeing the house. I've bought several investment properties. I never saw them. Yeah. I, you know, you send an inspector out, you do all that kind of uh, due diligence, but uh, I never touched it's them. global, guys. We can buy anything, anywhere, anytime now. Yeah. And, and that also has created an incredible market. So let's talk about cars for a second because we all love our cars. And I mean, this marketplace is it's a high demand market for classic. Any used car right now is going crazy. There's a shortage of new cars because they ran out of chips. I mean, everything everything gets kind of I don't know if I can swear on a podcast, but it gets effed up with when you throw technology against the wall and it doesn't stick. Nobody knows what to do with it. So ultimately, yeah, I bought my first car online in 2003 and it was seamless. It was a great experience. They delivered to my door. Anyone's ever been to a car dealership, that's going to be gone. And by the way, again, like, I hate to bring up Elon Musk, like I'm some like God worshiper or whatever, but Nerd. he's like, he's the first. You get paid for every time you say his name. I do, actually, I'm hoping my stock. He gets a Bitcoin. I, I, I disclosure, I am heavily invested in Tesla. Gee, <laughs> really? It's not a car company. It's a tech company. Yeah. <laughs> Although, but, by the way, we should mention that none of the three of us are financial advisors. You know, this is just our experience. We're, we're letting you know what we're we financial think about cowboys. We're not giving you financial advice per se. Yeah, don't listen to a word yeah, we have to don't, say, guys. Yeah, but Duffy, you, know, you brought up uh, Amazon earlier. Yeah. When is it a good time to buy things like Apple and Amazon, these really big Goliath of Disney? You know, when is it a good time to buy those type stocks? Well, I'll tell you what, Disney was kind of a shocker this year, considering the fact that they haven't really been in business. But you I know sold what? Di mine two Disney, years ago, by Disney, the way. Disney is, 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 is always going to be a buy. Their digital assets are incredible. So it doesn't matter if they people go to the, the the fun parks and you know hell they own star wars okay like this, that that is an unstoppable franchise now is it and it's making great gains right now because of course they have their disney channel now and they've like obviously everything's digital as in our money as in our how we think like us old guys are going to miss the smell of gasoline because we're not going to have gas cars to drive much longer so i will <laughs> I'm keeping it. I definitely I'm, will. I'm, I'm going to with the Hummer <laughs> during the gas crisis. I get it. Yeah, I'll I be that guy. It. You know, 
Why not? Yeah, what are those guys over there in uh, Saudi Arabia going to do when uh, nobody needs gas for anything? Well, you know, uh, that's probably going to be the best thing that's going to happen to the Middle East. You take their money away. What are they fighting over? You know, just, you know, I'm it, sorry. My my uncle, uh, he actually was in Egypt. I mean, he, he's he spent, uh, he's, this is a long time ago in the late 60s, 70s. And honestly, they're, they're not fighting over sand. They're fighting over what comes out of the sand. And this is causing this Middle East mess. And now we're, now we're moving into the Middle East. That's another podcast altogether. But it's all tied to, to money. It's all tied to a barrel of oil is 40 bucks, 50 bucks, 60 bucks. And everything's tied to something. Now, what we're tying it to is digital currency. And that's the big, that's going to be a huge switch up. But we're cowboys, guys. We're here at the beginning of the wild, wild west. And you'd be a fool not to put a nickel into it because why wouldn't you, you know? So it's interesting, Troy, what you just said. You know, we're not trying to tell you guys that we're financial experts. But since we're not financial experts, what do you guys think is your best three picks? I don't care if it's in stock market or if it's in oil or if it's in Bitcoin. Um, Troy, what's your what's your three Best picks right now? Uh, healthcare, number one. Uh, technology, IT, number two. And uh, renewable energy, number three. Duffy, what would I you mean, say? I mean, where do you go from there? Yeah. <laughs> you covered, you covered everything. It? <laughs> Troy, you took the air right out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> nice job, Troy. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, healthcare is spooky good right now because of, unfortunately, this pandemic. And people uh, are still petrified of it. And they think that, you know, now they're trying to sell you another shot for, and it's going to be a continuous shot, like the flu shot. Um, so I think that the the healthcare stocks, I agree with 100%. It's, and it's, we're aging, as you said, us baby boomers, and we're living much longer. Right. And that said, of course, that ship has sailed because when the pandemic hit a year ago, March, when they shut everything down, that's what I got. Uh, I, I guess more interested in investing my own money. And as Troy said, he spread his bet across Moderna. I bought Inovio. I bought um, Pfizer and J&J. And I hit home runs except for, you know, what happened to you, Moderna? No, actually, no. Moderna did really well. Inovio tanked on me. I was up 300%. Now I'm down 50%. So I'm a stu- I'm I'm... I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Sometimes you have to learn to sell. And that's that's also a part of investing. You got to learn when to buy. Well, what, what's a Kenny Rogers song? No, no one when, to hold them. No one to hold them. No one to fold them. That brings up another no good point to walk that, we, away. that yeah. we didn't even talk about today uh, yet. And that well, is Kenny, Kenny Rogers? stocks. <laughs> no, I've been to Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Unrecognizable <laughs> man. No, um, is penny stocks. And that's a really good way for young investors to get into the marketplace. You know, again, talk to who you know, talk to your friends, talk to whomever, and find out, you know, some biotechs or some some IT type companies that are just, you can buy them for, you know, $1.50 a share, $3 a share. Great way to get started. You that's- know, the, you saying that, I, I agree with that. But, you know, the stock market's only open from 930 to 430, right? Monday through Friday, right? Um, the crypto, cryptocurrency uh, is 24-7. And you can start that with as little as five bucks. Yeah. Now they have the uh, exchange that you can buy. It's a, a TSE, Toronto Stock Exchange. 
uh, until those funds are readily available here. And unfortunately, you're just going to go right into buying direct. But if, 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 you know, I would probably go into more of an ETF type fund. Okay. Well, explain that. Debbie. Well, no, you kind of have to these days. Yeah. It's so expensive. Well, once, once the ETFs available, so basically it, it's, very similar to a mutual fund it's just more you know you can finite it you can say i i only want to invest in these certain stocks and there are etfs which are available to support that entire system so it's kind of important uh, it's part of the deal um it's called balance uh you have to take your portfolio so an etf is an ex it's exchange traded fund so it's based on the stock exchange it's not a mutual fund, which is based on mutual funds are generally supported by insurance companies and other other companies that want to bolster their 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 investment portfolios. So, so you, once those come online, I think you'll see a huge surge in Bitcoin. That's why I'm saying right now, if 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 you're a little bit brave, I would probably say I would be a 10% investor, and then I'll. And then when things go off, I, I wish I put it all in like a fool, but you Definitely, can't, can I, can don't I chase a, a your clear, tail. Clarification on what you're saying right now. You keep saying Bitcoin, which is a specific type of cryptocurrency. Well, you, I, okay, let's just say coin, let's say digital coin. There you uh, go. Okay, thank in, you. In general, like an, right. ET, an ETF would be, it would include Ethereum, it would include right. you know, Dodge, it would include- Guys, a, I, I think the bottom line here is, and I'm talking to you out there, is that don't live paycheck to paycheck. Start- saving start making your money work for you whether it's it's a dollar five dollars a hundred dollars whatever it is out of every check and start looking into these things start looking into cryptocurrency start looking into the stock market and guess what it'll work for you you just got to be persistent and do it thank you very much for watching and we'll see you next time on happening now